Hey everyone, before we start our podcast, I want to make a quick announcement about our upcoming trainings for this fall. We have three classes coming up. We have done trainings in the past, but took them off the market, and now we're back. We've been training our own staff for actually for eight years, so we have a lot of experience, and we do, as if you listen to this podcast, you know we don't approach lashes like anyone else. And because of that, we really feel that anyone can take this course and learn a lot. If you're a beginner, if you're advanced, it doesn't matter. It's a new technique. Out there right now, you can learn classic. You can learn volume. You can learn hybrid. You can learn mega volume. But really, this is like a fifth category. We call it the integrity bond, and it's much different than anything else you're doing. It's geared towards a high-end clientele who wants long retention, who doesn't want to come in once every two or three weeks, but wants to come in once a month. It's also a much more or I would say uh, authentic look. It's nowhere close to glam like you'll get with mega volume, but for those clients who are high-end you know, attorneys and doctors and business owners who don't want to go crazy but still want some impact, this is great for them. So we have three classes coming up, one in September, on September 23rd, the next one's October 14th, and the last one's November 4th. And then we have two options. We have a two-day class and a five-day class. That they both start on the same date. And the two-day class is only for advanced people. If you're a beginner, never done lashes, this is not your class. But if you are a beginner, then you have to take the five-day course. So for now, we're doing a two-day and a five-day. I know some people have been going to the trade shows and talk to us. We've changed things up a little bit. So I apologize that things keep moving, but we just keep listening to our audience and talk to them what they need. And we keep retailing it to fit exactly what works for you. So if you're advanced, this is a great class to take two days. You're in and out on a Sunday, Monday. And if you're a beginner, just learning, you're going to be there Sunday through Thursday. So there'll be more details on the website and we'll put more stuff on Instagram. And if you DM us, we'd be more than glad to send you information or talk to you personally about the class. This is a course that you really should take. It will change your game and give you more tools, more options to offer your guests. One more thing. Guess what? Because you're a listener, you can get a discount on our training. So if you're experienced and you're coming just for the two days, we will give you $50 off. And if you are going for the five-day class and you tell us you listen, we'll give you $100 off. So don't forget to tell us that you are a listener of our podcast and you'll get a special discount on our training. That's it for me now. And let's get on with the show. We love lashes and have a passion to see our industry grow and thrive. In our podcast, we will discuss ideas, explore trends, share secrets, debunk myths, and encourage one another. I'm your host, Paul Lubers, and I'm the general manager at Integrity Lash in Pasadena, California. Welcome to LashCast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to LashCast. We're so excited. We're here with our crew, Tusney and Erica, and we are ready to get in today. Today's episode is going to be about a trade show we just recently went to. We're going to talk about really what this show is all about and give you some tips about maybe other shows you should be thinking about, as well as we're going to go through our goodie bag and we're going to just talk about some of the products and some of the things that we see coming down the pipeline that maybe will help you and your business or at least make you aware of things or choices that you're going to see in the future. But before we get into that, we're really excited today. We actually have a listener who sent us a really good question and something that I was going to have Tusney or actually I'll have Erica. Why don't you read us the question? Okay. So this is from Lauren. Come from Cavlash Studio underscore. Cavlash Studio underscore. 
So she wrote, hi guys, I love the show. You're seriously helpful and have given me so many tips and tricks that have completely changed the way I lash as well as how I run my business. (laughs) I have a few questions because I'm a little torn, but also want your insight. What's your take on lash palettes or trays versus a lash hand wrap or a tissue or towel on the client's forehead as a way to use lashes that you'll need for the day? I use a palette or tray beside my client's head and I really like it, but I feel I get a little sore by the end of the day from doing the same movement. I've heard the other options help save time and are better for your posture because you're not always going back and forth. As well, what's the thing with glue rings? Worth the hype? Thanks so much. I look forward to your opinions and answers. Love, Lauren, a fellow lash lover. Oh, Lauren, this is a great question. I feel like it's so meaty and juicy and I'm excited to get into it. Uh, Let's go straight to your point that you use a palette and a tray beside the client's head. That is one of the things that we do as well. We aim to put the palette as close to the head as possible so that you need to make the smallest amount of movements. But you said that you get a little bit sore by the end of the day. So the key here is what is causing the soreness. When I first started, I would put a tray right by the client's head, right next to her. And the problem was that it was low. So you'd be working on the face and then you'd move to slightly lower. And it wasn't too much of a jump, but like you said, over time, you get a little bit sore. Uh, There are some lash pillows. I know that Ruthie Bell makes one. It's got a nice divot for the client's head, and then it's got like a flat area on either side. And a lot of people like that because it's like a nice working area that you can put your palette and your things, and and it's a little bit more level. Uh, So that might be something to work for you. The thing is, is that you want to make sure that your shoulders are level. So when you're lashing, maybe have somebody come in and take a picture of you while you're lashing. That's one of the things that I do when I'm assessing the staff. I always, when I come into the room, one of the first things I do is to take a look at their body posture. Sometimes one shoulder will be hiked really high up to the ear and the other one will be like, you know, dropped super low. That's a complete design ergonomics disaster that's going to cost you lots of kinks in your neck and pain. So you don't want that, but sometimes you're not aware of that. So have somebody take a picture of you when you're in your setup just to make sure that those shoulders are level. The other thing is is that you don't want to have to move your body. You don't want to have to turn your body that much, or you don't want to move your arm out too far. That elbow should be pretty close to your side, and the forearm should just be able to move to the palate and back. So one of the things that we do is that we get a really low-cost solution. We take a portable phone clamp. Um, You can get them on Amazon. If you look under gooseneck clamp, you can get it for under $10. It's got like a clamp on the bottom and then a wire flexible arm that you can turn into any kind of configuration and it's got a clip on it to hold the phone. So what we do is we unscrew that clip part and we throw that away. You don't really need it. Then we take a... Oh, cooking sheet. Yeah, actually, you want to make sure that it's not aluminum because aluminum won't hold a magnet. So if you're not sure, just take a magnet with you when you go to the hardware store or we get them at Daiso, which is a Japanese dollar store. They're like six inches by six inches, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a little square, which is kind of a unique Japanese shape. I, 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 they make might, very small cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a specialty thing. Maybe you can go to a, a cooking shop if you don't have a Daiso. Or, or go online probably and look yeah. for one. Um, 
And so we just taped that. I mean, low brow, low technology. We taped that to the bottom of the gooseneck clamp, and we kind of bend it in a shape that will hold it. And then we clamp that right next to the client's head, either on the little side table that we use. Unfortunately, the facial bed, the head is too thick to have that clamp, so you do need to have like a little side table. So if you bring that side table close to the client's head and then you clamp that on, you can swing the little gooseneck clamp so you position that cookie sheet literally right by the side of her head. And you don't want it low. You want it high. You want it at the level of her nose. So that way you're not moving. You're not bending. So ideally, Lauren, you are just sitting there and you're moving your hand maybe six inches to the side. Your shoulders should be level. Your elbow should be just kind of stuck to the side of your waist. And that way you can go back and forth to do it. We actually really should post a picture of that. I was just looking on our accounts. So we don't have a picture of that, but it's really easy and it just like simplifies everything, I feel like. And so if we post a picture of that one, yeah, let's do you'll it. Vi- yeah, you'll be able to visualize it a and little see bit better. Yeah, what we're talking about. So the cool thing about having it being magnetic... Actually, I want to interrupt. We do have a thing. Where? <laughs> it's black. That's why you don't see it. It's a video. Oh, it's It's a our video. third post, and it tells you how we build our flash palettes. It's a one-minute video. You can get all of the tips in there. Or if you join our... What? Yeah, Tessany, you're just, seeing something. I'm just checking. Is that a video on how we use the cash box? No. Oh, I mean, okay, the okay. cash box is included, but this also shows you how we make the okay, palette. Okay, and great. that basically just shows you the arm, as you see mm-hmm. right now, watch the videos I'm looking at, and it has the metal tray, and I, we explained that in the video, and then we also explain how we bake our palettes themselves. Excellent, and yeah. That. So that video is there, it's the third post, and it's, you don't have to go far back, it's like right in the beginning. But if you also join our Integrity Lash Bootcamp, you can ask to join that page. We actually have, I think it's a two-minute video right. on Facebook. That's like a two-minute video. It goes a little bit more in-depth on it. If I remember, I might be wrong, but mm-hmm. I believe it's on there. Um, so that's something you can look for and then a good reason to join. And as we grow this thing, we will be posting more videos like that in that group, helping you give tips on how we do things here. In the video, it shows that we have put contact paper. It's, it's cute. It's uh, Actually, that's Erica's touch. She always has great style. But it's like a marble contact paper over it. When we first started, we just literally taped tissue paper over it so that it looked, you know, nice. And the, and the point is because... <laughs> it got really dirty. Yeah, it got the, really dirty, yeah. The tray will get dirty. Uh, so here's the other reason why we use the magnet is that we, we get like a business card magnet uh, you know, the kind that if you go to Staples or Office Depot or even Michael's, they will sell a self-adhesive magnet that's the shape of a business card. And so ideally, you're supposed to use that as a sticker and, you know, hand them out to clients and that kind of thing. But we use those inside a small little disposable baggie, like a, a jewelry size bag. And that's what we stick our lashes on the strip so that when it gets nasty and dirty, you don't have to soak it. You don't have to scrub it. You can just throw it in the garbage and start over. And the cool thing is, is that because it's magnet, it sticks. You won't knock it off the bed and fall on the floor and get dirty or nasty like that. Because we did that when we were trying to figure out how to do this. Which is the downside of the plastic trays, right? I mean, I think that the rage Mm -hmm. right now is everyone has the plastic trays, which, you know, if you love it or a tile, if you love it, great, keep it. But Mm -hmm. the downside to it is that when they get dirty, you have to scrub off the glue or pick off the glue. Oh, yeah. And nice thing about we, we ours are disposable. We just throw them away when we're yeah. done, move on. And they cost us nothing. I mean, it's like a plastic bag, what, yeah. not even a penny. Well, and that's where we put our glue too. So the little tray that we use can fit six of these little bags on there mm-hmm. with our palettes. And it's where we put our glue as well. And you'll see that in the video 
on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so we have everything in one little area. And that's like the whole point of that setup for us. Yeah, Erica, you bring up a great point. One of the other reasons why we love it so much is that because it's super easy to switch out the lashes or add lashes that you want. We used to use a cash box. So you can go on Amazon and get a stainless, not a stainless, yeah, stainless steel uh, cash box, you know, that Mm. you use to put money in. It's magnetic, but you open it up and inside they've got the little slots for cash, but you can put supplies in there. You can also stick the magnet pallets or the trays to the back sides, so you can use that as your storage. So they're kept clean and yeah. not leave them out all night, yeah, get dusty. dusty and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So in each bag, or we call it a tray, we put different lash curls in different sizes. So that way it's super easy if the client needs a different lash just to add the tray instead of having to add an extra line to either the forehead or the back of your wrist or, or, or what have you. I mean, you guys have like 10, 12, 15 different basically yeah, trays. Like I, yeah, I have one tray for all of my like just C lashes mm-hmm. and then a CC tray and then now like L plus, mm-hmm. um, or I even separate flat lashes mm-hmm. and then it's just, you know, if I have a client that is doing CC, then I just use my CC tray. Mm-hmm. And then since it's magnetized, I just switch them out in between clients and move it around. Like it's a little puzzle. Yeah. yeah. It's very easy to work. And that's for once we can say, you can actually go to our Instagram and find it and see <laughs> yeah. what we do. So a lot of times we've done that in the past and we're going to get better. I promise. But at least this time I know it's already there and you can definitely get, you know, see how we do it. Mm-hmm. But she also goes in a little bit more about yeah. some of the other things. What, what about these other options out there? How viable are they? I think they're very viable and it all depends on how you like to lash and what your specific needs are. So I'm going to go back to our section. It's not that I'm advocating it for everybody because it wouldn't work. It's the best. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's the best for us. It's the best for (laughs) us. And I'll tell you why. The way that we do lashes, we don't work what we call flat on the pad. And that's when the lashes are resting flat on the pad. And you'll know that you're flat on the pad if the tips of your tweezers when you're lashing are touching that pad, you know, the pad, the under eye gel pad, right? We do lashes so that we're popping them up. They're at a 90 degree angle. The tips of the lashes are pointing either at the ceiling if it's straight or towards you. If they're flat on the pad, they're pointing towards their client's feet. Does that make sense, Mm -hmm. right? So because we do that, you take the pads of your fingers and you're manipulating the client's eye back. Some people don't do that. They will tape up the eye and their hands will be farther back. So they don't need those fingertips on the client's eye. If that's the case, you have the ability to either, you know, use that lash wrist palette or put it... A lash wrap? Yeah, the lash wrap. Thank you. I just Mm -hmm. was having a a brain moment that wasn't working. And then, (laughs) um, yeah, so if you need to manipulate the eye, you wouldn't be able to do that if your lashes are on the client's forehead because they're going to get in your way. Right. So here's the other thing about the glue ring. So she asked about the glue ring. One of the reasons why we don't use a ring is because we train the staff to keep their support hand. That's the hand that is not picking up the lashes. The isolating hand. Yeah. That is completely your isolating hand. So it is isolating all the time. It barely moves off the forehead. You don't want to waste any movements because that is a loss of efficiency. The more stationary you can keep that hand and just be moving the lashes to isolate them, the more efficient you're going to be. It's a higher skill. It takes a lot longer to learn, but it does a immense job of getting the job done fast. If you have to take your hand off to either move your wrist so that you can have access to the lashes or the 
glue ring, you're going to move that position. Now, that's not to say that you can't move the ring in a certain yeah. position so you can, but we just never trained that way. So that's why that doesn't work for us, but it, it doesn't mean that it, it can't work for you. I think we would probably spill the glue if we, probably if we did it be all way. over, yeah. I don't know if it does because it creates a suction. This is where we haven't tried. We should test this, actually. But I believe because of the way it's cupped, yeah, when you put cup. one little drop, yeah. um, actually, the I forgot what the force is called. There's a term for it, a scientific term. We'll actually keep it from, even mm-hmm. if you tip it upside down, it's not going to spill. But I might be wrong because we don't use it. And I right yeah. now have about 100 listeners going, you idiot. Of course it <laughs> spills I, into their eye and kills them. I feel it because I was trained, like when I was trained originally, to use a glue ring, I feel like I tested it. Maybe I just turned it like upside down, but I feel like it Did? spilled out. Okay. But maybe I wasn't using surface like a, tension. A That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the term surface tension, I think that can sometimes create a sense maybe. of. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. But aside from so the glue rings, we have to say it's really a personal thing. It's like you said, I do yeah. think if you put in your hand, you tilt it right, and you don't move your hand that much, it might be actually a it perfect place yeah. for it. Yeah. And it's ideal because it's so close to your. Where you're lashing, yeah. Yeah, the, the object of your target is, it's so, so close. But so, what about the other ways? I mean, people put it on their forehead. I see people put it on the back of their hands. Mm-hmm. They put it on the tray. I yeah. mean, they put it on their dog on the side while it's, you know, eating. You know, there's lots of different ways they're doing this now. Is there one best way? There's no best way. It's what works best for you, right? If you put it on the forehead, there's a li- more limited size there, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so you might not be as prone to go for a different lash if during the service you need it. I mean, it's quick to do it, but time is money. So if it takes you extra effort to go and pick up another lash or open up another case and put another strip on there, you might not be as inclined to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So it might hamper that your ability to use all the colors in your paint box, so to speak. The other thing that you would want to consider about that is how efficient is it when you have finished the service and you have not used that entire strip, once you take it off the paper, it may not stick as well. You might have a more difficult time storing that lash. You're going to have to put another piece of double stick tape underneath it or cut it so it fits there. So you might have a little bit more waste if you don't develop a system on how to store the half-used pieces. And I think for us, I think I know at least you've told me that the beauty of the way we do it is that you can usually, our trade because it's six by six, you can have literally like six trays on there right. of different sizes and they're all within range like they're close mm-hmm. and if you want to you, you can grab another one real quick drop that put another one on and it's really simple i think when you put it on the back of your hand or on the forehead yeah. you're just going to have a very select choice of lashes which for some clients is perfectly fine yeah. but you're going to have those clients sometimes that are going to surprise you especially if they're new and you don't know exactly what you want to do yet right exactly. you're going to want all the colors I want all the colors yeah. right so you can have i mean with the way that we do it you'll have like 15 on each tray and 15 you can lines have yeah 15 lines and you can have like 30 or 45 right at your fingertips different colors you know uh, diameters yeah. yeah mix it up so it's conducive to allowing you to use all the tools in your toolbox right so everyone else's technique sucks no and ours is the best no okay i'm always looking for an angle here like, right right no. i mean as like an outsider coming in it does feel the most efficient especially with the technique that we mm-hmm. use here mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense everything else feels very limiting like it right. limits me in my movement or right. getting into those inner corners or moving because we also yeah. move their head around from side to side to get a better angle which gives you a better bond so if i was putting lashes on the forehead and i moved her head over to work on her outer corner 
I mean, then you're, then you're twisting yeah. your wrist to get lashes off the forehead. And right. so I do think that our way is the best <laughs> right. way. So Good. Have, okay. No. Two, say everyone else sucks well, and we're the best. No, no. How about this? If, if <laughs> we just have really good reasons. Yeah, <laughs> there right. you go. If your goal is efficiency, maybe you're trying to get people in and out really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Probably maybe, like a lash wrap. Yeah. Maybe you're not doing a lot of customization and you only are going to use three lash Maybe the salon that you work for only provides you with a limited number of lashes. If you only put three on there and you're not turning their head, that might really work for you. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing about the lash wrap is I think it looks great. I think that for some people that aren't manipulating the eyes, that it could r- really work. There's one reason that we haven't adopted that. Um, it's it's mostly to deal with... Uh, well, I think the, the way that it could work is if you're seeing five people a day, you, you have five wraps ready to go. The sanitation here is really the issue or cross-contamination between people, right? Right. So if it's in contact with the client you know, that item would be considered contaminated or dirty after the service and you'd have to set it aside and sanitize it. So if the bottom side of it can come in contact with the client, then you're going to have to sanitize that. So I don't know, maybe you could wear a glove over it and expose the part where the Velcro is, but you'd want to make sure that you're protecting your client so you're not transmitting, you know, that gram-negative bacteria that we can do so easily, even with fingernails, right? Mm -hmm. That's another shout-out. You want to make sure that you keep your fingernails short. That's just my little soapbox. I'm just going to try Ooh, to stick maybe that in there. That's a controversial yeah. topic. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, right. well, you, you want to <laughs> limit the, the cross-contamination with bacteria, right? Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're able to t- maybe tuck a Kleenex in there or maybe make sure that they're laundered, each one and each client gets a brand new one that's part of your service. That's well, what, just for lash wrap's sake, because they're going to say, oh, man, you're bashing us. No, no, actually, we're telling people to go buy more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's right. Buy one for every client, because truth is, even with tweezers, right, you don't use the same tweezers over all your clients unless you're cleaning them in between. And the same has got to be true for everything. Anything that contacts something has to be clean mm-hmm. and sanitized. So mm-hmm. don't use the same lash wrap all day. That's a bad practice there. Yeah, and that could actually be a guarantee that you as a service provider are providing your clients. You can use it as a selling point. Look, each person that I'm getting gets a brand new lash wrap that just laundered just for you. Yeah. It can be a selling point. Yeah, because you're going yeah, you beyond see, what most people do. Yeah, <laughs> you see five clients a day usually, so you have five wraps. Mm-hmm. End of the day, they get sanitized, and you're good to go. Yeah. One other remark that I just want to make briefly about using the client part of their body as the tool for you, like a palette. Um, you just want to make sure that you're careful. Um, I'm just going to say this just because it happened to me once and I just don't want it to happen to other people. In the very beginning, I would swipe my tweezer on the towel and I would put a towel over the client's forehead. But one day it slipped and I automatically made that movement and I scraped the client's forehead. Oh, okay. Ouch. So, be careful if you are using, you know, if you've got a towel underneath or just a little Kleenex and you've got lash strip stuck on their forehead, if your hand slips or something like that, you've got to understand that you might poke the client somehow. I mean, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that that could happen. So, or if you stick it directly onto the client, which I have seen some people do, if you remove it, if the skin isn't completely intact, like they've been using Retin-A, you possibly could cause some barrier disruption there. Mm -hmm. So just be careful about that. 
Well, thank you, Lauren, for your question. Uh, we were very excited to have her come in and uh, or send it to actually today. We got that this morning just before we decided to come on and do this. So that was awesome. We appreciate your feedback. She's a big fan. And if you have questions, definitely let us know. Uh, DM us. That's probably the easiest way through Instagram. We have our Twitter account, but I think Twitter is just dying. Plus, beauty professionals, I don't think, use Twitter like Instagram is like our bread and butter. Like we love Instagram because that's pretty pictures. <laughs> so and there's a thing about just words. It's kind of boring. That? It's dying for us. It's dying it's for not. us. Actually, in general, it's, well, actually, I think sadly Trump has made it more popular. But that that said, Twitter's Instagram's on the rise. Let's so just say that, and that's a great way to get in touch with us. So definitely send your questions to at Lastcast Podcast. So that all said, let's move on to our other topic. Which mm-hmm. wow, we took up a lot of time <laughs> on that first question. So that was not expected. Okay, it's good info. Yeah. It's good stuff. So we wanted to talk about Cosmoprof. And if you don't know what Cosmoprof is, uh, we'll tell you right now. It's a probably the most exciting beauty show that happens in the United States every year. It happens in July. Just happened a week ago. We just got back, um, yeah, a week and a half. And it, next year, in 2019, I believe it's the last um, weekend in July. It's actually a show that it has multiple locations. It's also in Milan every year, and it's in Hong Kong. But the United States, or the American version of it, happens here every year in July. Just a side note, Cosmoprof, while it's big, it's, it's really, it's, I, I don't know if it's the same size as IVS, IECSC, which I think is the biggest beauty show. It's right up there. They're completely different shows. The biggest show that I know of is in Hong Kong. We were just talking to some um, people that we met at the show who came by our salon yesterday today and they were telling us about the Hong Kong show it's like four times the size of the Cosmoprof show and it takes you like at least two full days to walk the show mm-hmm. so I can't imagine four times as much it'd take you five six eight days to see it and there's only three days to do it so it's a much different show it's huge it's in Asia and every company in the world goes to it so it's actually quite cool but who goes if you've been to IBS or IEC SC or other beauty shows around the country you're not going to see any of what you see at those shows there's no loud music there's not a big party atmosphere it's actually quite a serious show it's really for distributors uh, and manufacturers and, and, and other such companies, um, salons and such. But you don't see a lot of independent artists there. You won't find beauty professionals, hairstylists, nail techs, or lash stylists just walking around and all that like you would at the other shows. This is really where usually the first time a product is announced in the American market, like the company we met. It was a Korean company, first time out to the American market. They just started last year, and they're trying to sell this new product. I won't get into right now, but this new product they're announcing in the American, trying to find a distributor. They're not even trying to look for salons. They're find someone who can be here, be their middle person, and then they can go out there and they can sell to all the American audience or you know the crowds and such. That said, it's a very, very different show. And it's actually quite cool because it's like you get to see a preview of what's going to be at the IBS show next year. Because what happens, they'll get the distributor and then they'll come to IBS and now they're going to sell to the masses as far as individual salons and individual stylists and such. So it's really a special show. It's also where Naha has taken place for the last, I don't know how many years, for a long time, which is changing. It's going to be in Long Beach this coming January, so that's different. But it's also hosted by the PBA, the Professional Beauty Association, which they do a lot of training. And the training's really geared towards bringing product to market and how to uh, basically work with international markets or how to distribute or how to buy from overseas and all that. So it's a very different atmosphere. It's not about hairstyling specifically, how you can cut hair or how you can do nails better or how you can do lashes better. There's none of that. In fact, I, when we first started 
started going, I actually talked to someone who said, we'd love to teach lashes here. And they said, no one's here to learn lashes or hair. So you know, <laughs> wrong market. This is really a lot of business to business instead of business B to C, as they call it, business to customer. And so we went there and we've been doing it now for, I think, six, seven years. It's actually our most favorite show. It's at, held at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center every year. And I think it's going to be there for a long time unless they outgrow it. And then maybe they'll go to Las Vegas Convention Center. But it's really a great show if you want to see what's coming down the pipeline. It's also great for networking because these are a lot of the big heads and movers and shakers are industry show up there. So you can meet people. I mean, we saw some people, we went waves. Hi, we're a fan. We like you. And you, you can get pictures with people and do a little net power networking and all that. There's a lot of opportunities. It's just a much different vibe. But Tessa, do you have anything you want to share or throw in about cost and profit, what you loved about it? I think it's really fun. It's just, I love it because it's, it's more quiet. It's definitely more business. Um, you can kind of get really nerdy with, with some people. Yeah, the um, people know their stuff there, right? Yeah. You're not just a salesperson. These yeah. are the technicians, the lab. The, like we met some people, they're the actual chemists who make the product. They're there. Yeah, so I'll give you an example of something that I saw last year. It was in the, uh, I think it was the Korean Pavilion. And so these ones are like little stalls next to each other, and everyone's from their respective country. And this one booth was showing a new technology of this mask that they develop. It had like iron shavings in it. I know that sounds kind of funny, but basically it was like a metallic kind of mask. And it, you put the mask on, and then you let it soak in and do its magic. And, and while it's glowing your skin, you take this little magnet and you run it over your face, and that's how you remove the mask. And it's so novel, and it's really kind of exciting to use. It's, it's kind of an experience because you can actually see the little shavings come off of it. Do you guys remember that little toy that you had when you were a kid? And it's like this plastic... It's, it's a, a face, face, right? It's a face, And it's yeah. got like, the shavings, and you take the magnet, mm-hmm. and you put the hair. And the, and the mustache. Yeah, and, okay, well, yeah. that's exactly what this looks <laughs> like. And you're just like, you know, I bought a sample of it last year. But this year, I knew that we'd be seeing it. So instead of seeing the China Pavilion with that product again, now we walked in front of a booth, and that actually was selling this new mask. It wasn't the same color that... The sample was originally done. They were doing it in pink now. And it's it's branded. It's somebody's idea. It's somebody's baby. And they've got the sales rep. And now they're sharing their product that we might probably will see in the next year, this new magnetic uh, mask. I've seen it, actually, already. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a pink one. I've seen, like, a charcoal-colored one. Yeah. yeah. That's the first one. Yeah, so that's kind of what Cosmoprofit. So, like, we're going to share some of the new Lash stuff that we saw coming out. And Yeah, we were going to get to that. That's before we get to a couple more things before that. I thought you were going to just jump into no, the no, sharing no, of products. No, 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 I just wanted to explain that okay. that's why we're not going to recommend a, a specific brand oh, because yeah. these are the manufacturers. Yes, and yes. so you go there, if you're going to buy lashes, you're going to have to buy them in, like, 10,000 quantities. It's, it's not for, like, the individual person. But what, why we go is because we want to see what's up and coming and what are some of the new things. Things. So we're not making products or talking to them about making products. We're just trying to find out what's new. So so from our trusted brands, the, those of you who have all the different brands that you like, these are some of the things that you might see them bringing down the line. And when you go there, there are people who will sell the salons. We almost always, that's our first question, like, hi, we're a salon. Do you sell the salons? Because probably about half the time they'll go, no, we don't. We're looking for a distributor or our quantities are like ten to $20,000 minimum orders. Can you do that? And I'm like... Mm, no, 
No, no, we're not, <laughs> not going to do 10,000. So we, but we do find there's plenty of people, especially the new people, the people who are yeah. trying to break in the market. They're at this point they're so desperate willing. to just make a sale and get their product out there that they're just happy that someone's talking to them and wants to buy their product. They'll and work with smaller people. They'll work yeah, with smaller orders. orders. So if you're a salon, and I highly advise at some point, if you're looking for a good little fun getaway, maybe do a little vacation in Vegas and just experience something different than the normal beauty show, this would be one to go and see if you like it. Maybe you'll keep coming. I mean, we've been going now for like seven years and we plan to keep going every year because it is so helpful. We do find things that are unique that we can sell in our salon that other people don't have, or we at least we get a year heads up before other people do. And, you know, sometimes it just works, sometimes it doesn't, but at least we're exploring ideas and new things. It's really good for that. Now, we also want to real quickly just discuss some of our other favorite shows out there because I know in our industry, we kind of create a little subculture. We have our little last subculture where we're just all just doing lashes and we really we, we belong to a really big family the beauty world like we belong to a multi-billion dollar business where people are providing incredible services hair nails massage spa um, you go into the product side mascaras and all the strip lashes and everything that's beauty and everything that's out there and it's huge and so sometimes i think it's really important that we kind of break out of our little subculture and we should jump into the bigger pool and see what's going else on elsewhere in other industries. So learning from other people, uh, we can get a lot. I mean, the hair industry has been here for probably thousands of years, and we can learn a lot from them. Even if we think we know it all here in our last world, we don't. There's always tips. There's always new things that we can get from other places. So I want to share some of our favorite shows that you could consider going to. I would look them up online. I mean, the big one that we went to in June that we already told you about at the, well, our last two episodes or before this, was IBS IECSC Vegas show happens every year. That show is, I think, the biggest beauty show in the United States. It's awesome. It's really catered to the end user, the lash stylist, the hairstylist, and nail tech. So that's a great show to go to. You have to experience it at least once. But if you can't get to Vegas, the nice thing about that show is it does break up. There's an IBS show in New York with IECSC. There's a Chicago version, a Florida version. So you can see these shows elsewhere, but they're smaller. So not as exciting. I'm still sure it's really good but you're not getting as much options another show we really love is serious business this happens in Norlands, as they Norlands. say. Norlands, <laughs> as they like to say, I'm getting it right here. And that's in January every year. And that's run by Salon Biz Software or the Neil Corp is the company behind that. They do a lot of things in the beauty industry, very highly respected company. And they basically run the best salon business course out there. We love it. We go to every year. We've been doing that for four years, I think. And we learn tons. There's so many tips that we bring from that. In fact, we have yet to implement all the things that we've learned oh, at the show. it's a really good one. I feel like it's like the cream of the crop in terms of yeah. the caliber of speakers that they have, the different curriculum that they offer. Yeah. Yeah. And they get a lot of the speakers. If you go to South by Southwest, that's kind of like their favorite place to steal people from. Mm-hmm. They go there every year and then they find the three or four speakers from South by Southwest and then drag them in out to um, in January where it was freezing this last year. We were amazing. It was like below, it was like 20 some degrees the whole show. But that said, it's normally not quite pleasant. It's a great way to escape in January mm-hmm. if you're from the up north, especially. But great show. You're if It's not about lashes, but it is about business, beauty, improve, business. beauty business. You will learn a lot from that. 
Um, another one we personally love that we're huge fans is the team-based pay conference, which happens in October of every year. And that's in San Antonio. That's in San Antonio this coming year. That is really, that is what we're all about. We're about team-based pay. We're a team-based culture is like we'd like to call it. And that's something that we need to just do a whole podcast on. What is team-based mm -hmm. pay? Why do we do it? Why is it, we think, the best way to build your company? And we'll do that down the road. But that said, this conference is celebrates that and it's all about team-based pay salons coming together and erica joined us for the first time last year so i don't know I if you had, want to share a little bit what you got from them why it was good for you yeah i mean it's just a whole different like take on how to run a beauty business for yeah. some reason the beauty industry has decided to you know do its own way of things with people renting chairs or working off of a commission structure and i don't know why that happened but the strategies company who puts on the team-based pay conference, they really just were like, you know, actually we should run business in salons like any other business. <laughs> and so that's like right. in a nutshell, that's what it's all about. So if you're a salon owner, it's a really great thing to look into if you're struggling with, you know, renters or commission, especially if you live in California, but yeah. And, and so you can bring team members with you. So I went and it was great because when I started working here, I came in and it was already this way. It was already this culture. So I knew what I was going into, but I didn't know all the inner workings of it all. So when I got to go last October, I really got to see like the meat and potatoes of what team-based pay means and it just like made sense to me because I'm like, oh, you know, it salons should be run like any other business in the world, especially if you're an employee and you want like health benefits mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. workers comp, you know, God forbid. But it's just like, yeah, for me, just seeing how it all really works was really helpful. Yeah. For sure. So I'll just give you like one little tidbit for people who might find this valuable. Uh, salon owners that are dealing with behaviors that they don't like anymore. Like, for example, how do you deal with it when you ask your team to take out the trash or to take a client uh, for a touch-up? And somebody says, that's not my job. I don't take out the garbage. I, you want me to work for free and, and do a touch-up? Or, you know, how do you get around those kinds of things? And strategies would say, well, you are buying that behavior. You are rewarding it because that's what the commission structure rewards. Because they don't get paid right? unless they're working that's right. using their hands. So why would they have that joy to take a client who's free? you got to look at it from their point of view, right? So completely changing the culture and the structure so that it's team-based so that the structure, the success of the salon is about the team structure, then people become motivated to do the things that make a salon run well, like yeah. taking out the garbage and making sure clients are happy. Yeah, I know we had, when we would discount a client, the, the team member would be mad. They'd be like, how dare you? I don't want to work for half now. You, it was $200, now you're getting it to them for 100 so that means I get 40 bucks or $50 or something like that, and I could have gotten a lot more. And then you're like, okay, we'll still pay you the $100, which means a salon makes no money. And you're like, by the way, you're the reason why I had to discount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole <laughs> irony of it all. It's like, if you just actually cared and tried to do a better job. But that said, that fell on us. In the end, it's still us. We were the leaders. Mm -hmm. We built the system that way. And I think a lot of people just build these systems because that's what they all they know. Yeah. So this conference is such a great place to get really 
inundated with the systems, the responsibilities of the owner, and how to run a much more successful business, get your budget under control, build systems that actually help your team and don't frustrate your team, build that trust, and yeah. really build a whole different kind of company that's really about making, like I tell people when I first hire, I'm, my job is to make this company great for you. I'm here to build this for you so that you can be a great stylist to take care of our clients. I know I also take care of clients, but that's my secondary job. Mm-hmm. My first job is to take care of my team. And as long as I keep that priority in order, which strategies really tells you they fight for you to do that, you'll be a much better owner for it. So if you're interested, DM me or just type in team-based pay or type in strategies.com and you can find some information. It's still coming up this October and you can still go. I know, I just want to give a shout out to Valeria or Valeria, I think it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. We actually talked about a month ago, three or four weeks ago and she heard our podcast and she actually just signed up for coaching and she has our same coach, Daryl, and she is super excited. She just sent a message to me today like, oh my gosh, I just signed up. I'm so excited, ready to make some big changes and ready to really take control of our business because that's the thing they get you to do. You finally can get your hands around this. It no longer runs you. You're going to start running your business. So it's really And you can go if you have not hired them in any way yet. Yes. Absolutely. It's actually more a place where you can learn and just Mm -hmm. find out. It's like now that because it's kind of getting late, I think it's a little more expensive. It's like $700. But truth is I've seen a lot of last conferences charging like $800, $900, $1,000. And so this, I'm going to promise, is going to be at least worth that much of that. I think you could pay even more. I don't tell them that because I don't want them to raise their prices, but it's definitely worth Mm -hmm. it. You'll walk away blown away, inspired, and you'll meet about, I think last year there were about two, three hundred other salons, maybe, maybe 150, all I forget. Over, all From all over the United States and, 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 and Canada. And it's not just salons now, too. They're also starting to have a lot of uh, medical spas. Yeah, and, med spas and, and such, yeah. And a few other kind of ancillary services like uh, fitness things, but... So yeah, so that's um, really we're a big promo there for um, strategies and team-based pay. Um, but there's plenty of other shows out there. Um, I definitely think you know if you're looking around. I mean, there's the Millennium Experience, and uh, which is run by MindBody. That's actually they're kind of doing the same thing that serious business is doing. It's held in the fall, so that one's coming up. It's you, if you look, you'll see sometimes a lot of the same speakers there. And the Millennium Experience I've heard is great. It's run by well Millennium, which puts out Mevo and some other software. MindBody has their program, which I don't even remember what it's called, but if you type in MindBody and Business Conference, they'll have theirs. So a lot of these software companies do this as a way to try to help give back to the world, I guess. At the same time, they're looking to get you to buy their software, but there's no hard sell. Like when we were at Serious Business, there's no big push, like buy you know, Slum Biz software. They just have a booth at the vendor area, and you can go by and check it out. It's really about education and learning and networking. But there's other shows like IBS, ICSC. Those shows are all around the country, New York, Chicago. Florida, Face and Body, Spa and Expos in San Jose, Atlanta, Rosemont, that's in Illinois. Um, you have the International Congress of Aesthetics and Spa, which is in Long Beach, Philadelphia, Dallas, Miami, um, and the Makeup Show, which is in Orlando, Chicago, New York, LA, and Houston. These are all good shows. They're a lot smaller, and some of them have big presence for lashes. Some don't have big presence, like the Makeup Shows, I don't think has a big presence. It has only a couple lash companies that usually show up. But the IBS shows, the IECSC shows usually have a pretty good presence. So if you're looking for a place to try different brands, meet maybe the owners, meet some of their trainers, that's a great place to go and network and meet with them. 
So that said, we need to move on because we only have a little bit more time and we definitely want to go over some of the products that we actually saw at the show. So Tusney has brought a bag of goodies mm-hmm. and we're just going to dig through it and Erica's um, seen mm-hmm. some of these things for the very first time. So she'll probably be asking some questions mm-hmm. to, to clarify what is this. But mm-hmm. some of these things aren't even out the market yet. These are things that will be coming down the pipeline. So this is uh, kind of exciting. Hopefully you'll enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one thing that I saw last year, and I'm beginning to see more of it this year, um, it's called a quick fan lash, or some people are calling it like a Russian speed lash. Basically, they're fine diameters, you know, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.03, 0.05, 0.07. But the unique thing about these lashes is that there is a little adhesive at the bottom of it, so that when you grab a cluster of lashes and pull them from the strip, they automatically stick together and form a fan much easier and they hold together. So it's a little bit easier to make those fans. And like I said, we're not giving any brand names away. These are things that many of your trusted brands will probably be adopting and be coming down the pike. Paul's lashes, I think, is the one that we were we're getting from. No? Okay, sorry. Okay. Moving on. All right, so another thing, um, the pre-fan lash. I know a lot of people do not like pre-made fans. One of the reasons being is that you cannot wrap the lash Mm -hmm. with that because they're already pre-glued, right? But for some people, um, for the right circumstance, they're a great option and they're speedy. There are two different kinds of pre-made fans. There's one that has a root to it, and then there's one that is rootless. So imagine like the letter Y, that would be the root. It's got a like a tight stem. S- yeah, stalk at the base, mm-hmm. and then it kind of flares out at the top. Um, that stem is a little on the thicker side because, you know, it's a bunch of them stuck together. And then there's the rootless lash. So it's they are coming together more in a square. We use some of those every now and then. What you're going to look for with the rootless lash, there are a couple companies on the market that make an invisible root. Either they're using a clear adhesive to combine that fan um, or they're using a black adhesive. The black adhesive, you can really see it at the base. It almost looks like a cluster lash that you would buy at the drugstore, like the Ardell kind. Those, you're going to see them a little bit more. But for some of your clients that want a super bold look, that may work for them. But we're seeing um, a little bit more variety now. We're seeing some that have like two different kinds of diameters, maybe a, a real thick one through the center and two light ones on the side. We're seeing different lengths. So in one fan, you'll have different lengths and different dimensions, ones that are kind of popping up. So there's some really neat things coming down the road. The other thing that was kind of cool that I saw was it's a butterfly lash, and they come in pairs. So it's almost shaped kind of like a V. Um, If you actually no, just imagine a bumblebee's wings. You know, that's what they look like, but they're like feathered and they're angled on the side, and they're sold. uh, They're sold like a regular pack of lashes, but each one comes in a set of two. But Um, they're separate. They're not connected at the bottom. Yeah. They just they're just like their little you describe companion. It better than I, yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of look like wings. They almost look yeah. like little bug yeah, wings. Like, yeah, little bug wings. But not a scary bug. Imagine a pretty bug. <laughs> so, are they? Is the point of this to go around one natural lash, like on each side? I think so. I think maybe it could. I guess it could be like a, you know, a mega volume. You could right. put one on one side and one on the other, and then it makes this. It's not like a, a fan shape. It's almost like, what would you call that shape if you put one on each side? It's like a V, right? Yeah, but it also has got that little... If you want to look like you have moths on your lashes, <laughs> yeah, moths. This, is the, this is the look. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's really neat. It's it's something totally different. I mean, again, it's like these are like colors. It's not good or bad. It's like you can do anything with a color, right? And so the companies, it, by the way, are they're trying to get creative here. They're trying mm-hmm. to do new things. I mean, was it two years ago we saw a company that was using the, the crimper that you would attach a hair extension to oh, on lashes? About this, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying. They're, they're going to come with things out of the box. So some things will work, some, some things, things will not will, work. Right. So you just kind of have to go with it and see what happens. And if it works, great. And if not, give them uh, kudos for at least trying to do something new. Okay, so another cool thing is, you know, the flat lash came out. A lot of you uh, have already been using that, a flat or an ellipse lash. Um, one of the drawbacks to that is that it has a blunt tip and it can look kind of fake. Uh, now they have started making them that have a Y tip. So they've been polished or brushed. So basically that tip of that extension is a little bit more frayed. So it's a softer look. So you can use those with impunity and not create that same, you know, super bold, blunt edge look. So that's kind of cool. Uh, let's see what else is there. Oh, there's one company that's doing what's called a cuticle lash. And they're saying that it has an antibacterial function uh, because it, it does not harbor the growth of bacteria because it is made with a colloidal silver, as we not know. Not cuticles? <laughs> no, not cuticles. Okay, just sorry. But I guess the reason why they call it cuticle is because the surface of the lash is kind of divoted or pocketed or just like a cuticle on our hair. Mm-hmm. It's got like scales on it. So, um, and they have a little picture of what it looks like under a microscope. Do you see it right mm-hmm. there, Erica? So I'm thinking in theory that that cuticle structure might hold the adhesive a little bit better, right? Yeah. I had to think to myself, well, what's the the point of having this antibacterial lash, really? I mean, it's a great feature, and I'm sure that it would probably test as retarding bacterial growth in a lab, but what... You have to say, is that a benefit to our clients? Or is it um, even measurable? Like, not measurable, but is it actually substantial enough to make a difference? I, I don't really, I mean, unless you've got an, an immune disorder where you're kind of prone to bacteria, I don't, I've never, that's not ever been a part of our client population. Yeah. We know that the lashes do not need to be sterile. Mm-hmm. You want them to be clean, but is it going to harbor or repel bacteria? I mean, I, I don't know if that function is really something that could quantifiably be measured, you know? Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about it with lashes. I think we need to worry yeah. about it with makeup that doesn't yeah. <laughs> get right. removed, you or know? people's yeah, exactly. hands, right? People's exactly. hands, yeah. like, you know, touching things and then touching you or mm-hmm. all that, so. But I give them credit because, I mean, I'm definitely going to try it. I want to see if it makes a difference with the bond and, right. and maybe talking about it with clients, maybe, you know, I don't know if that would translate value. Some people might think that it does, but any of that would be my question. Let's see what else is there. Um... It's kind of like show and tell today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you guys have to close your eyes and just like Envision. try to yeah, imagine. Or it's a loot oh, box. Okay. She's opening her loot box right now, <laughs> pulling this... things out. What's this? No, no, we don't do a ton of volume, but I thought that some people who do volume and like it would like this. It's It looks like a little compact, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a, a solid base at the bottom. The, the top is clear. You pop it open, and inside... Instead of a sponge that you put your makeup on, there's a hard plastic disc, and there's a little divot in it, so I assume that you can put your glue there. Yeah. On the outside of this circular hard plastic, I'm going to tap it here so you can hear, there is a soft gooey side. It's just a strip of silicone that goes all the way around, Hmm. and this is designed so that you can easily make fans on it. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't just put another sticky dot you know, on mm-hmm. your thing, but if you want to be kind of fancy and have a, like a cute little, or you do, you maybe set up 
beforehand, you go around if you're waiting. Like you say, sometimes if a oh, client's yeah. late, you pre-make your fans. But this way, you don't have to glue it. You just mm-hmm. literally put the fans around the lip of this in the circle and just That's leave right. them all around. And then as they come in, then you can just pull them off and at least you save That's some time right. in the process. So if you're using that uh, new uh, quick rapid lash or smart Russian or fast Russian, whatever yeah. they're going to brand it as, or if you are going to make your own pre-made fans and just crystallize them themselves with a little touch of adhesive, you could just kind of keep them on that little silicone strip and, and have them ready to go. So. Yeah. I probably lose its stickiness after a while. Probably, but you can just wash it. And it's only a hundred dollars, right? <laughs> I don't know how much it was. <laughs> I have no idea. Oil. I can't remember what we paid. Hopefully, for. hopefully not. Actually, I think we just got a bonus item. I'm sure some company will resell it for like fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily sell for, it for, for yeah, five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They bought it for one buck and sold it for fifty. It's a good margins here in this business. So let's talk a little bit about some colors. You know, colors. They've always had colors, right? But now that they're getting a little bit more fancy, some of them are working with a brown lash but the tips of them are colored and it's varied so it's not a uniform line that goes all across so it looks really soft i'll just pass that on to you to see what you think it comes in different colors the there's yellow and pink and yeah, like ombre mm-hmm. then there's also for volume they have them in a, a very fine diameter 0.07 and they are a blended color volume lash so there might be three or four Maybe even five different colors. How many colors do you think is like in that one? unicorn lashes or? Yeah, kind of. Well, it's just, so it says uh, blended color black and blue, but it's different shades of blue. Oh. So there's like three black lashes and then a couple blues. And then, so mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you're picking up your fans, it's like Each every, yeah, a little bit, different, little bit of color right? in there. That'd be kind of nice. That would really yeah. give you, a, versus just one straight color, you're going right. to get some nice little gradation there. The other neat feature about these volume lashes is that they're varying lengths. A camellia, that's what most of the manufacturers are calling it, but it might be marketed, remember, as something different. But the camellia means that they're not all the same lash. I think Nova Lash will call it American volume because there's different variations. It's not completely blunt all the way across. Didn't we see um, Lashbox? They had something like that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we're seeing other places doing it now. It's not just Nova, but I mean, we saw lots of companies now, at least the Chinese and Korean companies are offering that, which mm-hmm. just means it's going to continue to get more popular as, uh, mm-hmm. as, as if demand grows. I, and I think it will. Mm-hmm. It's a much more natural looking lash when you have variation and not just one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And then there's one more lash. We've already seen it on the market here at IBS. There were several companies that have it and are doing a really good job of um, really cute cases that it's coming in. The manufacturers are calling them a self-blooming volume, or sometimes they're calling it a clover. Some people will call it a shadow lash. Basically what it is is it's a three-dimensional lash. It might have two layers or three layers in the volume strip. So you go Mm. ahead and pick it, and it's not just volume from the side it's three-dimensional that's oh right. i think that's what i was talking about that yeah. Lashbox has. Uh, okay, Those. yeah because yeah, i also saw um last ceo rakina yeah. uh, she has i think it's a cloud lash she calls mm-hmm. it and there's like two lashes on it yeah, back to back but they're not they're not they're it's more like going vertical versus i'm um, horizontal that's right yeah Lashbox is, is last box the does it case too. right or is that lash affair I can't remember. There's so many out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Probably everyone at some point will be doing this because it's just mm-hmm. nice to have more tools and more creativity. Mm-hmm. So that's the lashes. Um, let's see. Okay, Tessa's off mic. <laughs> She's running across the room. 
Now she's okay, back. Okay, okay. This one is kind of funny. It's kind of a joke. I bought a sample. Just so I actually submitted pleasing. to this process as a model. It is nose hair waxing. Okay, my so favorite. Imagine like a toilet plunger, but really, really small. <laughs> That's what it looks like under uh, up your nose. Nose toilet it's, plunger. Uh, I wish we could take a picture. That's a good show image, right? Oh my god. So they have a little home. Kit. They have this high class model who's very exotic looking and elegant. And she has this thing shoved up her nose. It's like a little toilet plunger. Right. <laughs> they really should make it funny. I mean, I don't think they're trying to be funny here. I think they're trying, trying to just be elegant, elegant right. as they can with a very unelegant tool. Right. That's so sad. this one is a is an at home kit. Basically, it's the little beads. Right here, right now. Go ripped for open it. Go ahead and open it. Yeah, tear that thing open. And you put it in the microwave. You can sell this to your clients, but they also sell a professional like back bar. Back type, bar. Yeah. It's like a, basically it's a miniature wax pot. Imagine that, and it's yeah. very low melt, so it's not burning. And the sticks that you put in, it's imagine like a sword, like when you're a little kid and you sword fight with each other. There's a, the part that you hold the handle, and then there's the part that protects you from the the blade. That's what it yeah. looks like. It's almost the size of a tee from if you golf, which I'm sure yeah, tons of golfers here listening. I'm sure, but so you never know. You never know. You dip that little plunger into the wax and stick it straight up the nose, and then you wait for it to cool, and then in one solid motion you just yank it out it doesn't really hurt it just feels a little funny and uh, uh, yeah, you show <laughs> all that hair being pulled out. Does anyway, it hurt you? I, I he didn't, didn't do it. Do, I refuse. You've never done no. a nostril wax? No, no, it's wrong. It's not. It's different. It is not like when you accidentally like tweeze a nose no, hair. It's completely. Yeah, it's not. She's I'll right. just. I'll just She's cut. Okay, guys. I'll just you know, <laughs> trim. Trim away. I'm, I'm a big trimmer. Okay. All right. <laughs> Personal hygiene podcast episode. <laughs> Too much information right now. We were going, this is literally getting All right. nasty. I, I wanted to share this with everyone because we used to have a team member that was so allergic to the quads. Yeah. The quaternarian ammonium compounds, the ones, you know, the blue barbicide stuff that we all sanitize with. The blue juice? The blue juice, yes. What's nice about the blue juice is that, you know, it's got such a quick sanitizing time. It's like 10 minutes, right? So we looked on the market to find other disinfectants, hospital grade. And some of them are peroxide-based, but they require a very long like, soak time. Like, like 20, 30 minutes, or even an hour. Some of them were hours. Some yeah. of them, you know, some actually sterilize, which is not what California law requires. But this is a company. Right? It's called Rejuvenate, R-E-J-U-V-E-N-A-T-E. They sell a sanitizer, and they claim it has no harsh chemicals, emits no strong odors or fumes, and it's non-irritating for eyes and skin. It's also eco-friendly. It's, it's for like an essential oil. Right, right, yes, <laughs> yes, right. Um, it says that it's got a biodegradable hydrogen peroxide, so it's convenient to use and it's convenient to dispose of. And it's super fast. It sanitizes in eight minutes, and it's clear. So they also have test strips to make sure that it's still active, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to – we haven't actually tried it, but we are going to. Yeah. So if any of you guys have an allergy to it, I thought that might be a, an alternative. Yeah, no, I think it's a great one. And we had our favorite photo there at the show. They had a guy in a black just bodysuit, completely black. They couldn't see any face, just – black and then he had the gas mask respirator. thing on respirator on and i don't remember what his thing said maybe just had the name of the company but he looked 
creepy and scary. I thought it was fun. It was like an apocalyptic movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It was like the guy from Community. Yeah, it was like human, human race or human. The mascot from the mascot the show from community. the community. He, he was all white that. and looked really scary and creepy. Anyway, he was the same idea. Then. So anyhow, we loved it. We actually weren't going to do anything, but when we stopped by the booth to talk to them, we were very intrigued. And, and hopefully, it's great. And if it is, we'll definitely pass that on. So we are running out of time. So I think we're going to call a wrap at this point. And we got hopefully you got some interesting ideas of things that at least coming down in the pipeline hopefully we'll see you at the team-based pay conference if you haven't already uh, signed up like we know some people have that's a great conference i think we have gone now three years in a row and plan to go this year and hopefully if, if you are going dm us we'd love to meet up because there's not a lot of lash salons um, really in that world yet. There's a few, and I think we're doing great, but we'd love to see more, us represent more and all that. So thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you, Erica. You're welcome, Paul. You're very, yeah, you're very welcome, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tessany, for your time and your wisdom and wit. You're welcome, Paul. All right, gosh, you guys are great. You guys are right <laughs> on cue. This goofy episode. Yes, <laughs> anyhow, thank you guys. Hopefully you will have a great day, and we will be doing this again sometime soon. Before we wrap up, I do want want to make one little promotion for a friend of ours who helped us out at the IBS show when we did our training there. That was Ed from Top Spa Supply. Ed is amazing. He's a really generous guy. He runs a supply company here in LA, out of Sun Valley. He provides beds. He has everything you need for an esthetician's place. I think even like hair and all that type of stuff, equipment, not like supplies. So if you need equipment, chairs, beds, you know, cabinets, any of that type of stuff, he is wonderful, very generous, very easy to work with. So Ed from Top Spa Supply, or you can go on the website, topspasupply.com. They provided for us actually five beds for free to use at the trade show. They brought them up from L.A., drove them to Vegas, set them up for us so that we could actually do hands-on training in Vegas. So that was really generous of them. So we want to give a big shout-out and hopefully go check them out. They're really, really great. So that all said, and I now will officially wrap up. I think I've done this a couple times here. Um, we would love to continue this discussion online via social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Integrity Lash. That's where you can see what our salon is up to. You can also follow our Lash podcast account, which our LashCast podcast account, I should say, and that's at LashCast Podcast. That's also on Instagram. That's where we share tips and insights about the lash industry. This is also where we will also post information from the podcast. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you, and we have set up a Twitter account for that exact reason. You can follow us at Integrity Lash. That's where you can submit questions and suggestions for our future podcasts. Of course, you can go to Instagram and do the same thing there, too. Please subscribe. Share this with your friends. Let people know about who we are. That's how we can get this thing out there. We really put a lot of work in this show. We love this show, and we want to help as many lash stylists as possible. And you, our listener, is the key to that happening. You need to help us get the word out. So please go on Instagram, maybe take a screenshot, repost it, put our tag on there, and we will share it back and say thank you publicly and let everyone know about you. So maybe you'll get some followers from us. But help us out get the word out. We really, really appreciate it. And and so that about wraps it all up. On behalf of our engineer, Britton, my lash experts, Erica and Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day today to listen to our podcast. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 